Welcome to the WealthTech Winner Circle podcast. In this podcast, we break down the technology challenges that are impacting today's financial professionals. Our goal is to identify these challenges and potentially uncover solutions across tech integrations, adoption, emerging technology, evaluating solutions, and more. Through this content, we hope to help professionals avoid common pitfalls and move their services towards an award-winning strategy for 2020 and beyond. Hosted by Tim Welsh, President Nexus Strategy and Consultant to the Wealthies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wealth Tech Winner's Circle podcast. My name is Tim Welsh, and I'm joined with Brian McLaughlin, CEO of Redtail Technologies. Brian, thanks for joining us. And maybe to get started, if you wouldn't mind just telling a little about yourself, your career, sort of circle and how you've come to running Redtail and maybe something we don't know about uh, you as a individual and an executive leader. Uh, and we'll go from there. Sure. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast, Tim. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you during, during these times as well. So my name is Brian McLaughlin, CEO for Redtail. It's funny, actually, I saw on, you're talking about the full circle. I saw on Twitter, people posting all their different jobs that they've had. And I realized I've only actually had four jobs and this is one of them, which is pretty awesome. We've been doing this for, gosh, we just had our 17-year anniversary a couple of weeks ago, which is fantastic. Way back in the day, you know, I started out of college, started into um, financial services with an OSJ, with a broker-dealer. And back then, back in the late 90s, there really was no solutions out there. So we started building something internally that would then now become Redtail. And at the time, all we were trying to do was solve a problem for a good-sized group of people, a couple hundred people, on synchronizing their data and getting their processes and getting all their information all consolidated and reportable. So we just started making CRM. Here we are today, 17 years later. What um, was your initiative for 2019? I think it was around text messaging, but very innovative. I know the judges were very impressed, and that's a tough category, CRM. Tell us a little about your initiative for 2019 and why you think it stood out in the big crowd of uh, people who nominated. Yeah, uh, 2019, you know, we did uh, Red Tail Speak as the category for submission for wealth management. And Speak is really pretty awesome. Um, Speak is the one of the few client texting solutions that's compliant in the sense that it stores and tracks everything a client or you send and communicate with. It also provides advisors the option to have direct conversations within the CRM about clients and have it all archived and tracked as well, set up projects and everything else. It was probably when we first came out with it, actually, the history of Speak was back in the day with Orion when they had their Fuse hackathons. I know you were there, Tim. And we came out with this kind of prototype idea. And honestly, I guess we never really thought that we would build it. We actually open sourced it and said, hey, somebody go build this platform is pretty cool. A couple of years went by and nobody built it. So we finally just ramped up a team and started actually building a project around it. Now more than ever, especially with everything going on in the world, it's become crazy popular and has become a great tool and solution for advisors to be able to communicate really effectively and in timeliness with their clients. It gives them a great opportunity to actually keep that real-time, real stream communication, especially in the days when now it's we're down to emails and Zoom meetings. And it's very cool that it started at the hackathon. I think um, that's kind of what those things were designed. I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, you know, a lot there. of cool things have come out of the hackathons over the years. But yeah, so Speak was one of those great, cool ideas that came up uh, just trying to solve the problem. Um, let's talk bigger picture here. You know, um, you know, you talk to advisors every day. You have a university. You've got all those users. What, what do you think are the biggest challenges for advisors in tech these days? Is it too much choice? Is it not enough choice? Is it integrations or what are, what are some of the 
the big issues you think and and maybe how what are some opportunities we can all come together to try to help them think through these and solve them all, all of the above, right? I guess it depends on everybody's situation of what's going on. So one of the things we actually hear a lot about is adoption with older advisors, people that you know maybe aren't so tech savvy. And so there's a lot of concern trying to get them on board it and get the adoption and the buy-in from them to leave you know their Excel spreadsheets and their Yellow Pads or whatever and get into a more tech-focused stack that the rest of their team can then participate with. A lot of times we run into situations where uh, the company, they, they know they need like a holistic CRM that they can put everything in web-based, talk and communicate and do scheduling with, but the advisors are not necessarily on board or they're on board philosophically, but they're not on board with the actual technology and the adoption. And so that's one of the reasons we do like our Red Tail Universities because it really gives advisors and their teams a chance to take a day out of their schedule or and actually focus on the technology solutions that are key to their office. CRM is of course the hub of any business, probably one of the most critical ones to make sure you get trained on. And it's rightfully so, it's, it's fairly complicated. Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of parts that you can do, but we try to tell people that just take smaller bites of it, you know, take a smaller chunk and deal with that piece, like whether it's note taking or shared calendars and people management, team management type tools uh, before we get into big workflow processes and a lot of automation. I think that's absolutely right on point. And maybe some of that has to do with that term, I think may be overused. I'd love your opinion on it. You know, the client experience, you know, digital touch points and automation and really making that some somewhat more smoother for clients that advisors can provide. And what's your take, you know, how does Redtail help with the client experience and what are the opportunities in this uh, sort of jargony world of the client experience? Yeah, I mean, from our side, you know, a lot of our tools are uh, not client facing, right? Uh, in fact, none of our tools really are client facing except for Speak. But what we do provide when you really embrace the technology that Redtail offers is the ability to have a really concise and clear definition of what a process is for your firm. How do we onboard a client? How do we handle different, you know, relatively different tasks, whether it's R&D management or it's some opportunity tracking or seminar management? How do we do that? How do we keep it consistent across the board? So we push really hard on getting people educated on how workflows and process management works, but we are only a tool for actually executing that successfully. You have to actually bring it into your firm as a belief and as a practice that Every day we're going to strive to provide a consistent client experience. So what we do on our side is really allow them to step through a repeated pattern, right? At the core, that's really what a workflow is going to do for you is keep a consistent pattern to your engagements every single time without fail. What's also nice is that when you embrace these processes and these technology changes for your firm, as you onboard new staff, they can be ramped up really fast, right? Because now you can just say, hey, we're gonna do client distributions coming up for this client. The request came in, here's how we handle it. So the training is shortcutted big time when you actually get all these tools all playing well, nice together. Totally agree. I think the way you can break that down from uh, what advisors do is really actually the definition of service is responding to client requests. And if you've got a, a powerful automation system behind you, that's can actually get you there. That's fantastic. Let you do what we say, which is do more with less, right? So uh, you can actually <laughs> achieve more uh, with less resources and let people do more important things for the business. Yeah, I think that's more true than ever. Um, you know, so along those lines, you know, I think some of the client experience came from sort of the 
success of the robo-advisors, and I've kind of coined this phrase, and I'd love to get your take on it. Have we reached peak robo? I mean, has the industry finally gotten over the angst of automation, placing advisors? You know, can they both exist harmoniously? What's your point of view on that, that I think we've turned the corner on the sort of uh, fear of the robot? robot? I don't think I, we ever really had, I guess there was a ton of fear when it first started happening, right, in the industry, uh, that they was going to replace your jobs and so forth. But I never believed that that was ever the case. I always believed that it was a tool to assist and a tool to enable you to handle a lot more of the repetitive tasks and client service needs in a more easy and automated fashion, right? So I wasn't really personally scared of like robots. I thought they were a good thing for the industry. And we've seen that, you know, you and I both have seen it over the years, how it's evolved into more of that tool set than it is a, a fear that's going to take over my business or practice. You know, we're doing this call in the midst of the coronavirus and doing this podcast. And now more than ever, people are looking to people, not computers or robots for advice and guidance. So now more than ever, I think that our jobs or the jobs of financial advisors is critical to our economy and to just the health of our sanity for getting over this period of time. Um, so let's continue on this um, vein of uh, jargon and and hype. Um, what do you think about AI, artificial intelligence? Is it more artificial than intelligent? I, <laughs> today. I think I stole that from Aaron Klein. I'm not sure, but- Dang it, Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, I know we had to throw his name in here. We, he's on one of our podcasts as well. Um, but can it really help advisors? I mean, I know you've got a lot of this going on. I'd love to hear your take and really what's the potential. Gosh, we are, yeah, we are spending a lot of resources and energy on this task right now, building out models and predictive uh, analytics around content that we advisors provide to us, right? I fully believe that AI is going to blow up and become an essential part of every business. I think AI always gets kind of a confusing thing. There's a couple parts. One is everything says the robots taking over type thing. You know, you throw in the little Skynet reference or something like that, that AI will take over the business completely. And that's not the case. I think what we're seeing AI do uh, and what we're trying to achieve, everybody's trying to achieve right now, is the ability to provide insights in a timely fashion. So we, we need to get the data and the information to the advisors and to the staff in a relatable way that they can then make better decisions and quicker decisions. And that's really, I think, at the core of what it is. What we've been working on on our side, and we've rolled out some of it uh, to date, but what we've been working on is really looking at the content of communication. So text messages, emails, note-taking, stuff like that, and parsing that out and automatically tagging important insights in there. So that way we can go look it up later on. What we'll do is say, here's a thread from your client of yours who's talking about college planning. And here's why we think they're talking about college planning, even if they don't say it. Maybe they're talking about a kid getting ready to go to college and they just mentioned a college name. We can tag that and provide that group together view of them of all that information that they've already received and brought in over time. And we really give it to them in a clean timeline and say, here you go. They were interested in college planning. Here's the reasons why and the justification. Go get them. Do you think you're bullish on AI is because you are in the data business? I mean, CRM has got all the data. You're cataloging it. I think I'm AI. bullish on AI because yeah. I'm a total nerd. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, beyond, uh, beyond that, yeah. but I mean, do you think because other use cases of AI may be a little bit further out, but I think you're right. Data 
is really going to drive this. And I'd love your, your commentary yeah, on that. That's step one, right? I mean, is we're not using all the data we already have access to. And we looked at it from our side from the red tail perspective and said, we have billions of data points, billions upon billions of data points. We're not really utilizing it for any intelligent purpose. We're not trying to analyze that data and come up with trends or analysis or pick out common you know, themes. And so that's really why we are bullish on it because we think we can actually solve that problem from our perspective. Got it. So, so what else are you looking at? Any other macro trends? Uh, you know, we hear that people are going to live to be 120. Um, advisors still don't have a succession plan. Where are the new advisors going to come from? You know, the banks are coming in. Which one of these do you think is going to be um, something that we'll need to tackle sooner rather than later? I mean, I think you're going to see the banks coming in for sure. Uh, cashless system. I, I mean, definitely following that. I think with the times going on now, we're going to see less and less uh paper currencies and stuff like that. But so that's also going to mean a transformation for advisors to be doing payment systems that are completely online and remote, no more like depositing checks, all of that I think goes away. The banks coming in for sure. I mean, or even not the banks, but also, you know, the Facebooks and Googles and everything else trying to get more involved in this. Those are basically the overall trends that I kind of keep an eye on from a, from a, a reach out. Uh, speaking of the banks, you know, we've seen some interesting headlines around screen scraping and I'm not going to allow you to have my access to my data if I'm an institution. Uh, where do you think that's going to play out? I think we have to go into an open environment where we, the client owns the data and can share it. They need to be able to share that information as freely as they want because it's theirs. And I think we're seeing more and more of that. I mean, sure, we had a time where, you know, Wells Fargo and some other companies were kind of starting to lock down the screen scraping. They've gone through a little bit of that challenge uh, and solved some of that. I mean, we're seeing like Mint and everything still being able to collect that information, but the client should be owning the information and making that decision of when and where they want to send that data. Another sort of big old um, trend we're seeing and playing out in real time has been consolidation, uh, you know, right in the middle of custodians mm-hmm. buying each other, broker dealers buying each other, P money coming in, advisors buying each other, tech firms buying each other. Where, where does this go? I mean, is it going to continue? Um, do we have sort of like a, contraction and then expansion as niche players come back into the market. What do you think? Is this good, bad, terrible for advisors? I'd love your take on the whole topic in general. Sure. Uh, No, I think it's great for advisors, but I think it's great also for new entrants coming in. You know, every time we see consolidation happen, I think for me, this is probably the second wave, maybe the third wave uh, over the 17 years we've been doing this, that I've seen this happen. Every time it does, we end up with a whole bunch of new players pop up and that's fantastic because it just drives more new innovation and more fresh thought on how to solve a problem, whether it be financial planning, which is the current consolidation, or I guess that's pretty much done now uh, as almost everybody's been purchased. This consolidation is just natural. It's a natural business environment. I'm excited to see what comes out of it. And it like companies like Timeline popping up have a chance now to get in to the space where they might not have when you had very, hyper-focused private businesses when they were private, like e-monies and so forth, really driving growth in an independent manner. As they go into larger organizations and things tend to maybe slow down, then you have this new opportunity. And I love seeing that. You know, so that brings up in my mind, you know, sort of the idea that can we ever have sort of a, an efficient ecosystem ultimately? Do we need data standards? Will we ever get them? Will the custodians <laughs> hog the ball? You, you know that. You and I have been a part of data standard conversations for many, many, many years, like trying to solve the household problem, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so well, data where are we with that? Uh, not good. I mean, it's not going to, I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, 
yeah, yeah, I hope it does, I guess. I mean, I'm always hopeful. I'm always the optimist and rather than the pessimist on these things. We've tried a million different proof of concepts over the years with different firms to really come up with standards. And it's just not happening. There are some good standards on the technology front that's been happening over the last year, I guess, through 2019. We spent a lot of energy building out the webhooks framework. The technology behind webhooks is actually pretty straightforward and not relatively new to the space, but or new at all in technology, but new to the space. And what the webhooks allow us to do is real-time synchronization. I think there's been a big shift in focus from, eh, let's not worry so much about data standards right now as companies are having conversations, but let's worry more about how can we get a better integrated approach uh, and how can we use real-time technologies to actually keep everything in sync. We do it all the time where we say, hey, just give us anything you've got and we'll mash it into our system. And then we'll give you what we have and you figure that out on your side. And that's how we can connect the dots without data standards. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of, you know, collaboration over the years. And it's fun you mentioned those conversations we had, you know, <laughs> way back in the past. And there's I mean, still do we here. throw out your silver bullet, right? I mean, uh, well, certainly, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I think to. the website's still up, you know, who knows, you know, maybe one day. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, but, that was a great attempt, right? I mean, we're trying to solve a problem and uh, it's just a really difficult problem. Absolutely. A lot of players, a lot of different um, requirements and so forth. So, you know, before we wrap up here, just some other couple of questions, maybe forward looking for you. Um, you know, as you look into 2020, you know, what's left of it once we get the all clear, uh, what can we expect to see from Redtail? You know, anything cool on the horizon that advisors can be excited about? Yeah, I mean, we touched on it a little bit already. We got a lot of the AI work coming out right now. Uh, so we're going to see more advisors getting more access to that as we roll that out uh, more widespread. The other things we're working on, we're doing a lot of work on data feed processing. Uh, we process, you know, oh, upwards of a couple thousand, probably 15, 20,000 data feeds a day. And as we're bringing those in, trying to get more data from them so people can have like automatic opportunities set up, can have automatic notices for trades, those type of things. Not trying to at all replace or alienate people like an Orion or an investment or anything like that, but rather to help supplement the advisor's insight to their clients and what's going on. So we're spending a lot of energy on that. We've been also working on a brand new speak platform. So we plan to release that uh, late summer. And that's going to be Speak 2.0, which is a massive upgrade on the current platform and technology. Uh, and then we're also doing a lot of heavy lifting on the mobile front right now. So we did release a new mobile app a couple of months ago, but there's a whole big push internally to really make as much of the CRM as possible completely mobile enabled. And that means like workflows and automations. Uh, we truly believe that now more than ever, we're going more and more mobile and we need to have the tools and tech stack ready to go. Yep. Fantastic. So along those lines, you know, this is the Wealthies Winners podcast. So we're very interested to understand what Redtail might be putting forth for the um, nomination for the awards in 2020, this September. Uh, any hints or previews of what might you be submitting in terms of an initiative? Not at all, Tim. Not giving you anything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be a secret until it comes out to the end? Absolutely. Uh, we, well, do, we do have a couple. We're, we're already yeah. talking and uh, formulating our game plan. Okay, that's good. You leave us in suspense, uh, Brian. I I think that's a, <laughs> uh, a great way to drop the mic and walk off the podcast. So, with that, I want to thank Brian for joining us today. And uh, we look forward to seeing Redtail at the big event in September and all of you as well. So, thanks, Brian, for joining us. Thanks, Tim. 
This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of wealthmanagement.com.